Alright, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Allentown Presents Christmas Movie Countdown. This is episode two and I'm here with Otis. Hello. And we watched Charlie Brown, or what is it, Merry Christmas Charlie Brown, or whatever the crap this shit is called. it's a Charlie Brown Christmas. A Charlie Brown Christmas. I know some of the titles are like blank, blank, but blank, blank, Charlie Brown. Yeah, like, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I don't, don't know. Don't stand in the street, Charlie Brown, like that. <laughs> and other obvious things. Yeah. Okay, A Charlie Brown Christmas. Excuse, I'll just edit this out. A Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> now, for anyone who hasn't seen this film in their lives, how is the real question. I did not. I do not watch this film every year. This is not a staple in my life. I don't really care for this film, but they play this shit on TV every single year nonstop. Yeah. So if you somehow manage to live your entire life without seeing this, congrats. Like, that's an accomplishment because it's been playing every single year on TV since 1965 when it premiered. There has not been a single year since then. That it has not been on TV as a Christmas special. It's kind of like uh, a Christmas story. If you've yes. dodged a Christmas story this long, it you're kind of doing it purposefully because it is on all the time yes. during December. It's Christmas or Eve Elf and Day. Or there's yeah. tons. There's tons of movies that get played nonstop, yeah. and this is one of them. Yeah, there's a handful. Seriously, of them. and since 1965, so what we're on 40, 55 years yeah. now, like. An insane amount of time has gone by that this movie has been on TV all the time. It's a 25-minute short, just like the Rudolph movie, the like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and Frosty the Snowman. They're all those like half-hour movies, so they can get them in and out quickly. Yeah, and it doesn't take up too much time of their you know prime time television, and they can show them back to back. So those. A lot of times, at least when I was growing up, they would show, like, first we're going to show A Charlie Brown Christmas. Then we're going to do Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Then yeah. we're doing Frosty the Snowman. Then we're doing Santa Claus is Coming to Town. And they're going back to back to back to back. And it's all happening in a two-hour block. Merry Christmas from cartoons. Like, yeah. it was like, here's our animated cartoon block. But congrats to you if you've never seen this film. Like, seriously, I'm very impressed. Um, If you have not seen this film... It is about Charlie Brown, which if you live here in America, there's probably zero chance that you don't know who Charlie Brown is. True. Um, but for those of you who might not know who Charlie Brown is, he is a young kid. I don't know what grade he's in exactly because I haven't watched or like read the comics forever. Like it's not a thing that I've ever looked up, but I would say he's like fourth grade. Something like that. Uh, like third or fourth grade. He's not He's not um, in junior high, clearly. Like, he's in elementary school, but he's higher up in elementary school. So, in the, to in the top grades of elementary school. Um, it follows his life and the life of his friends. And basically, Charlie Brown is depression in cartoon <laughs> form. He, he's, His character he's, specifically. He's the butt of everyone's jokes, kind of. And they all, 
They shit on him relentlessly. Everything he does could have been done better. And it's like, oh, that happened? Oh, Must be Charlie, Charlie Brown's you know, fault. Charlie Brown did it. It's, yeah, it's not our fault we lost the baseball game. It's Charlie Brown's fault we lost the baseball game. Or, you know, people, it's just like continually, he's continually being picked on. And in the comic strips, at least, he's he's kind of sarcastic about it. He just kind of takes it in stride. But in the animated movies, because there's a whole bunch of them, he's much more visually depressed about the things that are happening in his life and the way that his friends, quote unquote friends, and relatives treat him. It's it's more set up like uh, like a sitcom, you know? So if, if I messed up and did something and then Katie looks at me, she's like, oh, Otis, and I'm like... Uh oh, spaghettios! You know, catch it, enter wacky catch. Yeah, it, it's kind of like that. Like visually, you have to show them just like fuck. My life sucks. You know. Yeah. And so it just it, I don't know. It seems a lot more hammed up. I guess him being depressed like that. Cause fuck, yeah. Man. So this that's Charlie Brown, and the cast is full of uh, different friends. Some are in his grade, and some are uh, in his younger sister's grade. So he has friends like Lucy and Linus and Peppermint Patty and Schroeder and all these different kids in his grade. And his little sister has friends in her grade. And it's like about their them going to school and them, you know, living their lives. That's that's the comic strip and the general idea of Charlie Brown. Um, A Charlie Brown Christmas is exactly what it sounds like. It's taking those characters and putting them in Christmas time for a 30-minute holiday special. So it starts out with Charlie Brown coming out of his house and being just depressed. Like, the kid does not understand the reason for the season. He can't... I don't know. He's just got, like, a winter depression. (laughs) And he doesn't really understand why... Christmas is happening like why everyone gets so excited about Christmas you know he's not really feeling it and he walks out and he sees his dog who is uh kind of anthropomorph anthropomorphized I can't fucking say that word anthropomorphic sure anthropomorphic and his dog is coloring his hat like or decorating his house for Christmas because there's a decorating contest that you could win um winning a a prize for so his dog is decorating his house and he's like even my dog gets it and i don't get it like my dog (laughs) is decorating his house and i don't fucking get it so he charlie brown keeps walking and he goes and meets um his friend linus and they go uh to meet all the rest of the kids for ice skating and there's a really cool ice skating scene set to um a really really pretty song and um they ice skate, Snoopy shows up, he makes a mess of all the kids, they like spinning them around and stuff, and then they leave the ice skating thing, and he walks to Lucy's house, and Lucy, if you've never read or seen anything about Peanuts, she pretends to be a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. and she has this little like lemonade stand kind of set up where she, you give her a nickel and she gives you life advice, basically. So she makes Charlie Brown pay a nickel and he, you know, lays her problems on her. Like, I can't, I don't understand the reason for the season. I don't know what the big deal is about Christmas. Like, why is everyone so over the top about it? 
And she's basically just like, come on, Charlie Brown, like you're a fucking kid. It's about presents and toys and, you know, not being at school and blah, 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 you know, little kid shit. And he's like, I still don't get it. Like, this is dumb. Then we find out that the kids are putting on a play and it's a Christmas play that they've kind of assigned everybody parts to, but they don't have anyone to run it. They don't have a director. They haven't figured that out yet. So Lucy's like, I know what'll get your spirits up and what'll make you realize why Christmas is awesome. You should direct our Christmas play. So Charlie Brown shows up to the auditorium when they're about to do their rehearsal and he's taking it legitimate serious. Like he has scripts and he's, he's handing out scripts and he's like assigning parts and stuff. And all the other kids are just like dicking around and dancing (laughs) and not taking it seriously. And he's trying to get his point across, like trying to get the play to be as best he can or as best as it can be. And no one's listening. So he gets really fucking frustrated and goes to walk out Or no, he gets really frustrated and then is like, you know what this play needs? A Christmas tree. And all the kids agree, yes, it needs a Christmas tree. Go get an aluminum Christmas tree. And he's like, okay, sure. So he and Linus, who is clearly his best friend, because Linus is the only one who goes with him anywhere. Yeah. um, They go to a Christmas tree lot. And instead of picking out an aluminum Christmas tree, they pick out a live Christmas tree, but it's like the saddest live Christmas tree you've ever seen in your life. In here in America, you can find these everywhere. Like the specific Charlie Brown looking fake Christmas tree exists. Like you can buy little plastic trees that look exactly like the Charlie Brown Christmas, um, Christmas special Christmas tree. Um, I have like several friends that have them. I don't know what it's like in other countries. I don't know if this is a big deal in any other countries, but oh, here, Christmas? no, no, the specifically the Charlie Brown oh, Christmas that tree. special. Yeah. But that tree is all over the place here. Like if I were, to, I mean, it's COVID, so I'm not going anywhere. But if I were to go to like Target or Walmart or whatever, I'd be able to find them, probably, definitely online. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. <laughs> the, that's a thing that exists somewhere. So he buys this little rinky-dink tree because he feels like it's a it's better to have a live tree and he wants to give it a chance. You know, he's very optimistic about this tree. And he buys it and he takes it to the play and he sets it up. And then all the kids are like, the fuck tree is that, Charlie Brown? Like, you fucked up again. And they just <laughs> mock the shit out of him because these kids are fucking horrible. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I give up. I don't understand what Christmas is about. I don't get it. And then Linus gives a speech about the true meaning of Christmas, which is actually from the New King James Version of the Bible. It's Luke verse two, uh, or yeah, Luke two verses eight through 14, I think is what it is. And it's basically talking about the birth of Christ and goodwill towards like goodwill towards men and all of that good stuff. And that revelation kind of hits Charlie Brown and he realizes, you know, Christmas is a lot bigger than, you know, presents or Christmas plays or hanging out with friends or not going to school or any of those things. And he's like, you know what? These kids are being dicks to me. I'm going to take my tree and I'm going to leave. And he grabs the tree up and walks out. And all these kids follow him because they're like, what the fuck? Charlie Brown snapped. Like, mm-hmm. 
he just walked out and we don't know why. Where is he going? So he ends up walking all the way back to his house and he plants the tree or sets the tree up in his yard and is trying to, he wants to decorate it basically. He's like, this tree deserves to be a Christmas tree and I'm clearly not going to be a part of this play because it's a damn mess. And he takes an ornament off of Snoopy's house and puts it onto his tree and his tree like bends almost all the way over because it's I'm it's seriously like one little branch of a pine tree it's very sad <laughs> and Charlie Brown gets really upset like this was the final straw that just broke Charlie Brown's Christmas back and he's like I fucking can't anymore and he storms off and goes inside his house well all the other kids who had been following him basically like walk over and notice that he was decorate started to decorate his small tree and Linus is like, oh, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with this little tree. It just needs a little help. So Linus wraps his blanket, his blankie around the bottom as like a tree skirt. And it kind of gives it a little bit of support so it stands up straight. And then all the kids like mob Snoopy's house and take off all the decorations and put it up on their tree. And then it's like this cute little Christmas tree. And then Charlie Brown come, they start singing and Charlie Brown comes out. And joins, and then they all, it ends with them all in a circle singing around this Christmas tree. Seemingly understanding the meaning of Christmas and goodwill towards men, basically. The kids realized they were being dicks and then decided to be good to Charlie Brown for <laughs> once in their lives. So, that's the story of A Charlie Brown Christmas. If this movie is one of your, like, I have to watch it every year movies, good for you. Because... I don't get it. I can't. Uh, Otis, thoughts on this movie? <laughs> um, when I was a kid, I remember it popping up and me watching it. But out of like the lineup that would happen with the Christmas movies, like you were saying, this one, I would watch some of it and then it would just get avoided because I was all about like Rudolph and uh, Bumble Snowman and his googly eyes. Same. And my boy Yukon. Oh, you kind of so good. So, like th- that's what I was into, and you know this 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 would pop up, and I'd catch it sometimes. And the beginning song, um, "Christmas Time Is Here." I, I love that song. Uh, we had a saxophone quartet version of that, and we well, played yeah. it in high school. That's such a good song. Uh, we, that's the best. We thing. would go to like middle schools and stuff, and we'd play it, and then all the kids knew it and stuff, and yeah. that was really cool. Uh, but I didn't watch this that much, and so looking at it now, I have a book. It's some collection. Somewhere. It's somewhere, probably in Texas, but it was a collection of old school peanuts strips. Yeah, and it was pretty fun, like reading it and stuff. But yeah. man, watch like watching it now, that shit's depressing, and it's so it has mean changed. It has changed God. so much. Okay, so like, I watched. Um, that Peanuts movie that came out a couple years ago, the, like, CGI one. Oh, yeah. And that movie's actually really good. Like, I really like that movie. The way that... The way that they take... So there's quite a few animated specials of Charlie Brown. Basically, they took all the best parts of a bunch of those animated specials and then made them into this Peanuts movie. And it's really good. Oh, that's cool. They, They toned the bullying down so much like 
clearly time has passed since yeah. this came out because the bullying that's in this is insane. Like, these kids were such assholes to Charlie Brown. And they weren't assholes to each other about anything else. Well, one girl was kind of an asshole to Pigpin. But besides the point, like, <laughs> they were such assholes to Charlie Brown. And it was just a fucking mess. Yeah, but um, but watching it, I mean, it made sense. It felt like like a typical episode of a sitcom. Like, someone doesn't get Christmas, and then they're trying to figure it out. And then at the end, all the friends come together, and they, like, decorate the house or do something like that, and then they sing a song. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Like, it just felt like a typical Christmas episode of a show. But uh, it was it was all right. But there are cooler Christmassy things yeah. that I would watch. Agreed. Like, kid me, this was, like, last on my list, honestly. Yeah. So, some fun facts about this. Uh, This was the very first animated Peanuts film uh, that ever existed. Before that, it had just been strips. And Charles Schultz, who wrote the strips, was very, very involved in the making of this film and had to convince the director and the producers to keep it as he wanted it, I guess. They were trying really hard to take the religious connotations out of it because... That's a little shaky. That that ground is quite touchy here in the states. Um, people will boycott your shit if it's too religiousy or not religiousy enough. It's weird here. Just ignore us. The rest of the world, we're a fucking mess. But <laughs> so Charles Schultz was very involved, um, and CBS, who originally aired it, thought that this was gonna be a bomb, like. They all the executives at CBS watched this film prior to it coming out, prior to them broadcasting it, and immediately thought this is going to be a shit show. Like this is too preachy. It's too religious. The soundtrack is all jazz, and no one's going to like that. Even though it was 1965 and jazz was kind of huge still in 1965, so uh, very odd. Yes, but other countries love jazz way more than us. In and the certain, 60s? At certain points in America's life, like, Europe was way more into ja- like jazz than we were. So a lot of the famous dudes would go over there and live for a little bit because it was just easier to be bigger. It got weird. Jazz had a really weird relationship in the 60s and 70s. It was really weird stuff. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Um, but... They were concerned about the religion, religious stuff connected to the film. They were concerned about the jazz soundtrack. And because it was an animated special, they didn't think that it was going to do well. Another thing that they didn't like about it is that it didn't have a laugh track Yeah, like put I said, into it, it feels like a sitcom episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, it didn't have a laugh track. That, but that's what I'm saying. That's probably why they felt weird about it. Because like, this is like a funny episode of a show. Oh, and there's no laughing Yeah, that's in it. right. So they were probably well, worried about it. Yeah, honestly, if I had watched... Because they did make a version that had a laugh track in it after the fact. And people got mad. And they were like, well, we want the <laughs> we want the original version that doesn't yeah. have that laugh track in it. So they kind of just got rid of that. They nixed it and stopped ever showing the one with the laugh track. But I think I'd probably like this more if it had a laugh track. Because it would cut some of the, like, just pure bullying that's happening in this film. That is a mess. Um, the voices. Oh, another reason the broadcast companies didn't think that this was going to do any good is because 
for an animated special, this thing actually used all children's voices to voice the kids, which is very uncommon for cartoons. If you know anything about voice acting in cartoons, it's almost all done by men and women who are able to change their the way their voice sounds so that they sound like little kids because little kids are not good at reading, unfortunately, or are not good at speaking, unfortunately. <laughs> like, some kids can read, and they're great at it, but can't, like, can't read and say those things. Some yeah. kids are really good at talking, but can't, like, read what they have to say. So working with little kids in this instance is kind of a mess. Like, the girl who played Lucy, who is the youngest of the cast, actually could not read at the time that they made this film and she had to be fed all of her lines. So some of you'll notice if you watch it, that a bunch of her stuff is really choppy. Like the way that she delivers things is really choppy. And that's because someone is right next to her telling her what to say as she's recording it because she can't read. So that's kind of a mess. Um, the singing was all done in this film by the director's son's, class he was in sixth grade when they made this film and they just took his class and had them sing christmas time is here it's easy <laughs> and they were just like that's it we got our whole class and you know that i'm sure severely cut their budget because like what are you gonna pay sixth graders for here's a corn dog like thanks yeah <laughs> so much that's so much easier yeah, they were like, here's twenty dollars and a corn dog in nineteen sixty five. Those kids were just living rich. They're like, hell yeah. I got a corn dog and twenty bucks. I could buy like eight hundred baseball cards Jesus. for this much. <laughs> uh so a bunch because they're all kids, a bunch of them did not receive voice credits on the film. So if you watch the version that gets played on TV all the time, they're none of them are credited. The only people that are credited are uh, Vince Collardi, who did, who did the music, and then Charles M. Schultz, who drew the comic, and then the director and the producer. So, what's his name? Bill Melendez and Lee Mendelson. They're the only, like, four people basically credited in this entire film, and everyone else is just like, oh, here's some animators. Like, <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> None of the voice actors were... Credited, none of that stuff. Um, what is your favorite character? Uh, Snoopy. He's he's always the coolest person in these stories. Uh, in just about all of the movies and shows, he was off doing something else. He wasn't really involved with the main story. I forgot which movie it is where he's playing in in in, in Wimbledon, and he's playing tennis and he's really good at it. And in one of them, he goes back to school and he's Joe Cool. And he had his own fucking song, and he just looked really cool. He had shades, and he's going back to school. He's just Joe Cool. Uh, you see his family at some point. Uh, Snoopy's always really cool, but I always like that side character that just, they, they're off doing their own thing, and they're way too cool to be involved with the main story, because it's just not that cool. Well, fun Snoopy fact. I don't know if you noticed this while we were watching it, but his house is blue in this film, mm -hmm. and all other times in the comic strip and in all the other movies, his house is red. Oh, so I this was like the one time they were just like, me. fuck it, it's going to be blue, but yeah. why? Because it's red in the strip, so... That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's really weird. Uh, so my favorite character is Linus. Um, I don't really care about his, like, 
this is what Christmas is really about speech at the end. Like, that doesn't matter to me. But I liked him because he was the only kid who treated Charlie Brown with respect the entire time and didn't just, like, make fun of him or treat him like a bitch. Like, Linus is a true ride-or-die friend mm. to Charlie Brown. Yeah, and he's definitely. the only one. Like, all those other kids are assholes. Even his sister is a bitch to him. And Linus is just out here being that solid rock for Charlie Brown. Like, oh, I see you're struggling. Let me try and help you as much as I can. Like, Linus was solid. Who is your least favorite character? Uh, it doesn't matter what story it is or what situation. It's always Lucy. Mm -hmm. uh, she's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> she's just really annoying. But a lot of the kids are annoying. But I'm just going to go with Lucy. She's like the most annoying. All right. Uh, my least favorite character in this movie particularly this movie is snoopy now i like the character of snoopy in a lot of the other films that they're in and a lot of the other movies and comic strips and everything i really like snoopy but in this film snoopy is an asshole snoopy is supposed to be charlie brown's best friend this literally his dog he is supposed to give a shit when his kid is depressed as fuck and he does not care. He openly mocks him and laughs at him several times throughout <laughs> sure the was film. Laughing with the group. Like he didn't give a shit. <laughs> I forgot about that. He was a dick. Snoopy oh, was man. a dick. Like if oh, I if I did something dumb and Ma and Bella just came around the corner and was fucking laughing at me, <laughs> I'd punt that little cat. Like I'd be so mad. Not really. Animal abuse is horrible, but it's fucking fucked up. Like how dare you? I feed you and you're gonna treat me like this? Nah, Snoopy was a bitch to Charlie Brown and I wasn't having it. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have any memories associated with this film? Not a, or not a lot. I just remember feelings associated with this yeah. film. I mean, when I did watch it, I just remember uh, we had a tiny ass little TV. I just remember sitting in front of Those it, twelve inch and TVs, watching all the Christmas stuff. And I know my mom. She the closer it got to Christmas, the more Christmassy just like stuff we would watch. And I remember like Christmas Eve, we would go watch Christmas stuff. And I just remember, you know, Rudolph and this would pop up too. And I think my mom really liked this one. Cause I remember it popping up a lot. I know the, the music and stuff was really cool to her, but I, I, it was always on or around for some reason. It had to be my mom, but I was not like willingly openly yeah. just like Charlie Brown. Like somebody else in the place was like, Charlie Brown, let's do this. And yeah. so I, it was just on, but I remember it was around it's yeah. just, I never chose to watch it. Yeah, for me, I watched this a lot as a kid, but not on purpose. Like, you, same kind of thing. Like, it was always on because whoever would just have the TV on some Christmas, like, marathon. And it would come on and I would watch it. But it was never something that I had to watch or needed to watch. Yeah. Or even really wanted to watch. It was just on. Um, and as far as memories associated with this film, like, I can... I latch onto the music of this film very distinctly. Like I can, whenever I hear the music, I can picture the scene in the film that's it's happening in. But the rest of the film is like blank slate for me. Like I don't ever remember what happened. <laughs> I can remember the song, the beautiful song that's at the beginning when they're ice skating and the song Christmas time is here 
And that's it. Like, that's all I got. I mean, and the, the Peanuts theme, I guess. Because they play that. Linus plays that nonstop. Or Schroeder plays that nonstop. But I couldn't tell. If you had asked me before we watched this this year what this movie is about, I would have said, I don't know, Charlie Brown and that little Christmas tree. Because I could not remember the play. Like, I don't remember that play True. being a thing at all. Because all those kids were just... I, like, blocked the bullying out of this film. <laughs> just out of my mind. Like, completely. And watching it again, I was like, what the fuck? Why is this so popular? It's a mess. So, if you show this to your kids, please tell them, don't treat your friends like they these kids treat Charlie Brown. Because it's a fucking mess. That kid probably shot up a school at some point. Alright, so, because this was made for TV, it doesn't have box office information there's no official tally of how much money it's made um but there was a budget so how much do you think this film cost to make Jesus. remember it was 1965 and most of the cast was children i don't know Twenty thousand. <laughs> like it, it's the length of just a normal show i guess the music was probably pretty expensive but Everything else, like and kids, the animation, you don't have to pay kids. Uh, yeah, animation, but it's it's not even top of the line stuff. Like the bodies, it's easy to draw them. The rights from Charles Schultz. Yeah, I don't know if he was on set. I don't think they really had to really give him too many bags of money if he was there with him. I don't know, I'm gonna say thirty, thirty thousand bucks. So the budget for this film was $96,000. Oh, wow. So, yeah, just shy of $100,000. And who knows where that money all went, because I can't imagine that many animators were involved, especially watching it now. Okay, I remember watching this on a shitty small TV. Like Oda said, back in the 90s, we were living that struggle life it, with, you know, those 12-inch TV, like, VCR combos. I remember those distinctly and watching it on a small TV that was not HD in any way, did not have any fancy screens. We would watch this now on our like normal now TV, our big TV, and the lines are horrible. Like I kept watching it and being like, who the fuck okayed this? Because the lines are so sketchy and the way that they like went in and filled in the color, like it's such a mess. If you pay close attention to the animation style, you're going to notice a lot of mistakes that would never happen in a cartoon these days. But because the quality was so poor at the time of production or the quality of viewing was so poor, nobody ever noticed that the shit was just drawn quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, come on, guys. Like, what are you doing? All right. Do you have any seven-word synopses for this film? Shit. Um, I didn't think of one. Uh, leave that bald-headed kid alone. Shit. <laughs> it's so mean to him. Like, I just, and I are. remember forever that that's what was Peanuts was all about. 80% of it, Peanuts, is they, they were ragging on Charlie because he was kind of crap. Yeah. And they were crap. And it was just the thing. And then things happened around Charlie and he would just pop up and then do it. But a lot of the stories, he wasn't even the main character. Like like the Great Pumpkin. That was just Linus out in the field 
just like, man, the Great Pumpkin's coming. Like, I want to see it, you know? Charlie Brown was just getting rocks that whole episode. Yeah. And just, man, they, ugh. They screwed this kid way too much. And I was like, ah, it's a mess. Yeah. Okay, so mine, I have two. Depressed bald child says, fuck the haters. Because <laughs> he literally walked out of that fucking play. He was like, I've had enough. Y'all are too much. And just walked home. He was like, fuck it. I'll figure out Christmas on my own. Bye. Um, so good for him. And then my second one is story is garbage, but music is fire. Because yeah. I love the soundtrack to this to this movie. I cannot stand the story, but the soundtrack is so great. Yeah. Jazz is pretty solid. Yeah. As far as um, the idea of Charlie Brown being bullied, there's a really, really good um, play, stage play musical called Dog Sees God that... Uh, I saw somewhere in town somebody did it. And if you ever get a chance to see it, I highly recommend it. Basically, it takes place when the kids are in high school. And it's dealing with all the real emotions and life events that would happen based on all of the horrible bullying and things that happen in the comics. So like, Charlie Brown is just like super depressed and suicidal. And, you know, Snoopy has passed away at this point because he's old as fuck. And, like, you know, Lucy and Peppermint Patty are lesbians. It's, like, a whole thing. And it's following their lives as teenagers dealing with all the mental and emotional issues that they've had for years and years and years built up on their toxic as fuck relationships with each other (laughs) from being kids. Um, it is moving and really, really good and makes complete sense if you've watched any Charlie Brown anything because that kid is would be super depressed in real life. If that was a real child, he would be super, super depressed. All right. Do you have anything else to add about Charlie Brown Christmas? No. This episode's longer than that episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. We talked about this longer than that actual show was. Man, what a fucked up mess. Okay, uh, so if you want to hate at us because you love the Charlie Brown Christmas special and need to tell us about it, you can tweet us at... Oh, Allentown Pod. Fuck that. Pull up. I'll swing on anybody about Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> you got something to say? Bring yeah. it up. I'll pin my location. Pull up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Shit. Uh. You can email us at... Allentownpresents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook, it is. Yeah, Allentown Presents. I almost forgot. I didn't know where the hell I was going with it. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back again tomorrow with another episode. Tomorrow's episode will be The Christmas Chronicles with me and Emma. So, that'll be fun. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you guys.